0: right hook podcast make business sense on the road with the mitsubishi outlander business the two-seater suv with low bik 200 euro vrt and a five-year warranty mitsubishi motors.ie
1: it's the right hook Tuesday style. Well, Moncon McGann came back to us last week, and he will now be with us until the next election, wherever, whenever that might be. And uh, Moncon, welcome back! Thank you so much, George. You've had a week to recover now from the election, so you're back in the hole of your health. Last week we looked at craft beers mm-hmm. around Ireland. Time to go international.
0: Yes. Where are we going? Yeah, this time we are going to be a bit more pious, a bit more sober. We are going to a somewhat Muslim country, Turkey. We're looking at one particular area. Uh, we're, sort of, we're looking at the centre, Anatolia, this huge, big, vast plain. And then if we get time, I'd love to look at eastern uh, But Turkey. But
1: it's not a somewhat Islamic country. It's the, it, it would have the largest amount of Muslims. If it joined the EU, yeah. it would be the largest Islamic country in the EU.
0: Exactly. Definitely within right. Europe it is the So strongest. we're
1: going to Anatolia. We
0: are. And particularly to this area of Cappadocia, which is the sort of the big tourist hub in the centre of, uh, of Turkey. And well, first we must realise, as you say, so Turkey at the very edge of, of, of Europe, but also the, the drawbridge, the, the, the sort of central portal between the Middle East and Europe. So it's always been a corner of trading and a corner for all civilization to come up out of Africa, then into Asia and through Europe. Right. Yes.
1: It used to be Constantinople. Yes, exactly. So what happened. And then it became Istanbul. That's right. And what is it now? Well, the key element, it's still Istanbul, but the key element was that, as you said,
0: the world changed. This was sort of a center for Hittite, for Persian, for, for civilizations until suddenly Emperor Constantine, on his deathbed uh, in 337 AD, converts to Christianity and the world changes. So Christians, from having been a persecuted minority, suddenly become. Uh, the beginning of a whole new empire that has, that has transformed all our worlds. And it happened, as you say, right, right in Istanbul. And the area we're looking at, Cappadocia, um, which is about 10 hours bus ride or a shorter flight in the centre. It's, it's sort of the area that people often ask me about when they talk about...
1: All Turkey. right. So we fly to Istanbul,
0: presumably?
1: Uh, yes, we fly to Istanbul.
0: Yeah. Uh, you could fly directly to, to Cappadocia, depending on your time. And I'd probably, I'd fly one way and take the bus back to Istanbul. So, you know... A
1: 10-hour bus ride. No, thanks very much, Mankan. Don't it, even sit. The
0: countryside that. is so beautiful. I don't care. Ancient olive I'm not pressers, going to sit in a bus for 10 Soap hours. makers, shepherds, <laughs> women tending their vines, women in black shawls on carts in open fields. Come on, you want this? Sponge divers still in some areas. Camel wrestling. You want? You're only going to see this sitting. Camel wrestling. Yeah, or mud wrestling as well. Yeah, so mud. Uh, wrestling is a tradition. So poor farm people will come out into local villages, grease themselves up like in 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 Greece, and wrestle. Um, because um, for, interesting, yeah. It's
1: if you look at the Olympic Games mm-hmm. and wrestling, mm-hmm. Turkey has a huge uh, um, number of gold medals, and Intriguing. so on because because wrestling is was one of their big sports. Exactly, it's one of it's like just like boxing in America, you know, or yeah. basketball
0: for some people. It's the only way to get out of dire poverty. If mm. you go and go to the local heats in your market, you can get well paid. Gambling is huge on it. Um, Yes so okay we're not going you do you're not taking the bus um the buses in in Turkey the bus system is amazing like you just turn up in the local in the local bus station the otogar and within minutes you'll have a ticket and within an hour there'll be a bus going wherever you are going there are long journeys but the roads are relatively good you're flying instead okay you're going to fly you can fly as i said fly to Istanbul but and then take a little hop flight or you can fly to, sort of directly you know via Amsterdam and via some other place wherever you're going to um Nevesir or Kesari, both sort of within a within an hour's ride from, from Cappadocia. It'll cost you about 260 euros. It'll take quite a while. It might take 12 hours or 11 hours. So via Amsterdam or via Ankara with Pegasus Airlines or with Lufthansa will get you to... Presumably Turkish Airlines are going to get you there. The beauty is Turkish will get you directly yeah, to Istanbul for 260 euros. From Dublin. Yeah, Direct, from Dublin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was but, going I'm, to say. I know, and they're great. And we've, we're always praising tur- Turkish Airlines for getting further afield, going via Istanbul to further yeah. afield. But actually going to Istanbul itself if you have the time you can get there a lot cheaper with Aer Lingus or Lufthansa but not direct
1: but there's a great um, there was a movie made Mm -hmm. about the the uh, the great museum there in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, and, nothing to in St. Petersburg, no? The uh, museum in Istanbul. No, it's a movie I'm talking yeah, about. No, you know all my is, experience only comes from movies? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm totally ignorant. Uh-huh. But it was a wonderful actress called Melina Mercuri was in it. Mm. And Peter Ustinov. And Maximilian Schell, I think, and all that stuff. So the region... The museum is famous, but okay. anyway... Yeah, so the region I want to... to Well, we're going to get there eventually.
0: Yeah, it is. This is the most unusual place... Almost you've ever seen, okay? It's like this whimsical fairy tale world, a geological oddity. What happened is a load of volcanoes exploded in central Anatolia, okay? Dropping down this weird, powdery, chalky sub, sub, uh, material that over the millennia has been carved and formed by the wind, by the rain, and by human beings into citadels, into an underground citadel, actually 150 different underground citadels, okay? Each one up to 40 meters deep. Basically, these no. are yeah, these rabbit warrens uh, underneath 150 different rabbit warrens. They could hold up to between 10,000 and 20,000 people each. Right now, they've all totally preserved because they're underground.
1: Now, are these kind of churches or no.
0: something? No, uh, later they were churches. Originally, it was the Hittite uh, sort of dynasty, about 3,000 to 4,000 years right, ago. Okay. Built these things, and they built. Which, like, everything they built is still perfectly intact. So they built these ingenious rocks, rock doors, to close them off. Basically, enormous millstones on a pivot that four people could push closed if they were attacked and then could open up again. And and all of these 150, all these different layers, the, like, eight or ten different layers going down 40 metres, were connected with tiny little warrens. so, this, well, I mean, was wondrous enough. But then, as we said, along comes the first Christians escaping out of Syria and Damascus in the 4th century. And they get up to Turkey and they are persecuted, you know. Um, they, they So, in in sort of, um, in Antioch, in Antakya was the first place Christians actually called themselves Christians. Before that, they were just a weird sect, a Jewish sect. And then someone asked you, well, who do you follow? And they said, Christ, we're Christians. So, this is like the very beginnings. They come up here and... Um, you know, in the first and second century and they are persecuted so badly they go down into these 4,000, well, at the time they were in 2,000-year-old tunnels um, and they start carving out further into these beautiful churches, paint the churches with mosaics or frescoes, actually dry plaster frescoes, which all still exist, okay? So as you go down into these areas, you're seeing the rock strata, each building, each church carved out a different coloured rock strata and then on them are these paintings painted 2,000 years ago um, in perfect order. And you won't even find these churches, because they were hidden churches, okay? So the only way you're going to be found them is someone is going to, your guide is going to show you a little crevice into a rock, and you squeeze through the crevice, you go down tunnelways, upstairs, into through the rock, and you find yourself in this world, is
1: my claustrophobia
0: not going to affect me here? Well, some—I mean, as I said, they—some of them held up to ten to twenty thousand people. Some of them are massive. Some are actually vast cathedrals with columns carved out, a bit like Petra, carved out of the natural rock. All right, okay. And you're seeing like the blackened kitchen where people lived three hundred years ago, with the tandoor oven where they baked their 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 beans and had their bread uh,
1: baking. Um, no, like, okay, but you're not going to go to Anatolia to be wandering around rabbit warrens. You've got to find something else to do. Well, no, you see, the thing is, so you it, want us to go to Anatolia to wander around rabbit warrens? No, the thing is, so this area, um,
0: it's like vast miles. It's like eight or nine valleys, all different. Uh, it's basically the best cycling, hiking area, and ballooning area probably in Europe. So because the because the, the valleys are all sort of gorgeous. It, uh, are all sort of gently sloped gently hilled mountains um, you you the, the thing is this is for a week long hiking holiday and you find your own so your first day you're going to go and see those sort of the most famous either you know uh, yeah. Hittite dynasties or the churches then you're going wandering yourself t- and you're stumbling across un, un sort of unfound or un, rarely seen churches yourself and rarely seen
1: um, old bits of history. All right. But the you're not exactly carrying me along Why here. Why not? Because, okay, I'll tell all you what's right. happening. another church. You're like you wake up for breakfast and you say, not another church. I did this in Sri Lanka. I used to wake up in the morning and say, not another bloody Buddhist temple. No, the, know, this is going to be... not all temple watchers.
0: No, but this is the only place you're going to see, still see sort of where the, the kitchens that are used that are untouched and you're going to be finding them yourselves. But what you do, so first thing you do, first thing in the morning, Okay, you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning because oh, you're going to yeah. have to get an area of where you are and you're going to go out ballooning So Ballooning? Yeah, ballooning because as I said the only way you're going to get to see the, the, the slow undulations and all the different colours of rock and all the valleys and escarpments is get up into the sky um, and the, what they do they specialise here in sort of bringing the balloons down to the area like the this, this traditional farming is still practised there so bringing them down to the area so you can pick your own sort of apricots in season and bring them back and then they sort of make up a drink Uh, With champagne and the things when they when you land on the ground again, there are nastier elements. People go sort of beach bugging and dune bugging on these sort of you know this soft sandy material, which is actually doing enormous damage. um, But you can rent a spot on the balloon. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of hundred euros or something. Ballooning is always slightly risky and expensive, um, but it's amazing. But then, of course, the Muslims took over this area. Uh, now, as you said, you don't want churches, but they did. They started building their own sort of minarets and their own palaces and hospitals, and particularly Caravan Sarai, You know, so as I said. Turkey the one thing about it is it's the link between <coughs> middle east and and europe and so these caravanserais you know they they are where the the big turkey the big laden cargo with um with 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 donkeys were brought in at night and uh, the donkeys or sorry, the camels were sent to the left the men the muslim the muslim sort of traders were sent to the right and these buildings they're basically like big inns okay big guest houses but from uh, a 1000 years ago um and you can stay in. There's one a few a few of the caravanserai have been converted into these boutique hotels. But more interestingly, is to stay. I'm not, I'm not going to get you with this, but it's to stay in one of the cave houses. Do you have any interest in staying in a cave house? No interest. Come on. Imagine.
1: So I'll oh, stay in the boutique hotel yeah, for you.
0: Yeah, well, this will be. Get so, a good breakfast
1: and all that oh, sort of stuff. Oh, that'll be amazing.
0: You'll be entering through a little crevice in a rock, okay? Yeah. And then finding your room will be like cut out of pure sandstone walls with a million right. different strata and a terrace carved again into the rock looking out over this undulating landscape. And you're looking down at fields like it's still an amazingly fertile area. All right,
1: there's probably a ton of people enjoying this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Want? What I can give you is the the quality of the restaurants is amazing. Oh no, okay, you got me excited. I don't know, but it's not posh five star eating. Basically, this is Anatolia still, you know, the breadbasket of Turkey, the breadbasket of this part of Europe, particularly the fertility of the soil is the only reason the EU is engaging with with Turkey to think of possibly allowing it into the EU at some point because they could feed us many times over. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and they st- they still kept uh, tourism is having an effect. Some of the small scale farmers are realising it's more profitable just to set up a boutique hotel but wherever you go they're still producing a lot, much of the potato and much of the grain for Iran and Iraq and where you go you'll have people coming out of the fields and give you baskets of grapes or give you apricots or give really? you nuts there's an amazing sense of friendliness in the area and the restaurants are all about that it's all pure sort of farm to table so they'll go out into the area find whatever is in the fields in the orchards um, in the local barns and it'll be, it'll be sort of cooked fresh like every house and every restaurant would have a bundle of fresh vine leaves and would just be produ- you know, chopping up whatever local f- food. You're not going to like this, but some, <laughs> it's incredibly healthy. <laughs> their, their main dish is this guvech,
1: which is. You a st- and I are just so far apart in our oh, the, of the authenticity
0: of, a, of, a, of guvech, which is a stew. Gouvet. Yeah it's it's a stew cooked in these tall terracotta pots which are then sort of put into the ground and slowly served in these tandirs which the equivalent of the of the of um, of the middle eastern tandoor ovens or the indian tandoor ovens and then the bread is cooked on the side of them. Uh, the wine. These. This is probably the oldest, one of the oldest wine traditions in the world. The Hittites have been producing wine here for four thousand years. They've remained. They maintain the same grapes. So again, you're disinterested because this isn't going to be these posh New World wines. But they're intriguing. They they mature them in clearly the underground cellars, which again that was how uh, the Hittites first realized ways of maturing wine in sort of in in cast in in air conditioned uh, in condi- in air controlled areas. Um, and the wines they're sort of they're bubbly and light they're 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 a taste that you're not going to get anymore um
1: so oh, well, now bubbly light I could manage. Good,
0: okay, okay.
1: And but, they're white wines,
0: are they? Or, yeah, no, there's both red and white. Oh, I and clearly also a sort of an ouzo type Raki, You know, they're they oh, right. like they they're spirit, they're wine spirit. Um, pottery and carpets. Do Turkish carpets of any interest in you? Turkish this is, Indian. and this is one of the areas that has are still been producing a form uh, in the Urgup as a centre. Um which has been producing the same brightly pigmented area. you can visit the 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 carpet, the this the, the, the factory, see them with the raw wool being dyed, all the different vegetable colors, and then either have your own created or um, or just buy one. The there.
1: interesting thing about mm. this, listening to you because mm. I mean you're sort of going back 4,000 years, part of it. English spoken not widely I no would not imagine. widely at
0: all. no yes. Um,
1: yeah, so that's a problem no it's immersing yourself like because even the still that's sort of questionable
0: belly dancing is still a big thing not for tourists now for the local men belly dancing the, belly the dancers, men belly dance no they don't many dance the local men will go into the local bar will drink rakhi all night belly dancers come out at about midnight until 6 o'clock in the morning so right. it is, it's an area which isn't strongly touristified. You're seeing Antolian culture like untouched okay. for centuries. It's a hard place. Uh, you know, it is it is not the easiest place to engage in, but from from a cultural, from a deep culture, an untouched culture still on the very side, like they still get their fertiliser from these pigeon coops. They have pigeon coops where they collect all the fertiliser, which they've been doing again for 4,000 years. Okay? The one place I want you to get, if going further east is getting trickier now because of the refugees coming up from Syria. But Antioch, the famous, uh, the first town of Christianity where um, St. Paul set up uh, before moving further in. is um, So it's now called Antakya, okay? And it is worth going to. Again, it's either another long bus, it's either another 11 hours in bus or another quick flight.
1: Uh. Right. But Paul uh, did, St. Paul did a lot of stuff around here. I mean, this is where... You know he went exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. So, and Antioch was where the first ever the 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 Mm. precursor of the Olympic Games. They were called the Antioch Games. And you still see, so you know, obviously before the Christianity, the Grove of Daphne is still there with the the an Apollo temple right outside the town. Again, you know, these haven't been heavily touristified, so it's a bit dingy. You're gonna, it's a bit rubbish. You know, there's rubbish cast around, but you're getting to see a sense of, as you say, those very first Christians who arrived. They were sort of the Nazareans at the time. Came up to the area. Um, and so, so St Peter was coming up from Aleppo. So they come up from Jerusalem up to Aleppo, the sad town in Syria that is now devastated that we now can go cannot enter. Um, and sort of right outside the area, you'll see what they say is the original uh, altar that that St Peter first said his mass on his way to Rome, which is probably you know, not true. There was a a thing found, they found the first stake that was put into Jesus on the cross. But this was found in the 12th century by one of the lead crusaders. And it was one of the key elements at the time. Whenever the crusaders were losing a battle against the Muslims, suddenly the leader would say, oh, we've just found a piece. So like the baskets from the 12 bread and fish baskets, baskets are said to be buried in Istanbul. Um, Likewise, you know, there's there's nails from the cross everywhere here. So you can't quite believe... uh, uh, believe what you're being shown Uh, but in theory they say that this is the last stand but all that
1: kind of stuff is a bit okay
0: I mean I think so like for an area where you can see the very beginnings of Christianity you can see that classic crusader fights which you used to go down to Syria to see and unfortunately you can't experience that in these places now Um, also as well as those sort of the frescoes, like the, 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 40, the 4th and 6th and 7th century frescoes in Cappadocia, some of the mosaics in, uh, in Antioch, of like these are 1st BC, 2nd BC mosaics, perfect replicas of Dionysius, uh, drunken Dionysius. Uh, and the sort of. A Dionysius happy, was
1: Ulysses, was he? Was, how do you mean was you, Ulysses? No, that, he was the no, god of,
0: he was the god of excess and love and fun. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I'd
1: be a big fan of his. So.
0: Very good. Yeah. Uh, and the Happy Hunchback is the other, who is a sort of a priapic uh, sort of
1: large organ.
0: The dancer. Happy Hunchback.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds like one of your craft beers <laughs> you were talking about last Grossy. week.
0: Yeah. Um, no, so what you're getting is it's a glimpse of another world. You can, of course you can go to Istanbul but it's had, the problem with that is it has been too westernised. Yes. Going further you're getting to see a world which is still strong, a strong uh, element and strong foot of it uh, in the other The world. only
1: um, people listening of course yeah. will, will certainly now have some concerns about the fact that uh, there are Two million mm-hmm. refugees in yeah. Turkey. I mean, Turkey must be creaking at the very seams in terms of this Uh Huge growth, well, particularly population. this area,
0: yeah, in the east, and particularly Antioch, yeah. which is right beside the Syrian border. So the problem is, but it, unfortunately, that has the, all that problem has just been funneled into refugee camps, and the miniature two miles from the refugee camps, it's quite safe, and you're not seeing a sense of them again. Yeah. So uh, the thing is, we need to support Turkey at the moment. We need to support, like, at the moment, we can get back into Syria again. Don't worry, I won't be, I won't be uh, advocating that for another few years. But we need to immediately start supporting this area of eastern Turkey. is taking a huge toll. By this area tourism is almost stopped but and it is safe. So, I just want to get people there is a sense of friendliness, a sense of authentic culture there that you're not going to find, um, in further west in Turkey, despite how easy and pleasant it is to go down to the coastal resorts in the south or to go to Istanbul.
1: Going to these more pure, more primitive areas will repay itself, but but that is true of so many um countries that you most tourists go to the places that are easy, easy to get to mm-hmm. and provide. Um I always remember being very young like as a uh, a poor student, but I fell in love with a a, a girl from Barcelona, and then I went down to Seches, and and um, like there was this fella given out in the hotel because there wasn't bacon, egg, and sausage available for breakfast, you know, and and he was in Spain for crying out mm-hmm. loud, and this is Spain in nineteen sixty-two or thereabouts, you know, um, when you could get so much of a feel of authentic Spain mm-hmm. when. That the wounds of the Civil War were still open. Oh, yeah. And this Egypt wants bacon against sausage. I mean, I'm, I'm not that bad. No. Contrary to what you think about me as radio's traveled Philistine, I'm not quite that bad. No. Next week, Moncalm McGann will be back with Tuesday Travel.